I don't know if I've ever been more jacked up to do a show, Tim, because guess what? TBT has a plan. And we're talking Sports. about it here on the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first box. And this week only, an extra $5 off your first box as well. This is the Locked on Syracuse podcast, your only place for daily orange content. So Tim, I don't know if it's the fact that I haven't seen a live real sporting event that kind of held some meaning for me in, what, two months now? Or it's the fact that there is a league with a plan. And I am pretty excited yeah. about that because the basketball tournament seems like they've got their gears go rolling in full motion right now. So we'll also get to some football recruiting stuff on the show, but by far and away, I mean, we saw hockey come out with their plan, right? 24 teams and some teams that probably don't deserve to get in the playoffs are getting into the playoffs, <laughs> but I digress. But the next sports league that has come out and said that there is some sort of traction going and has put something out on paper of, okay, this is how we're going to return, is TBT. And I don't know if that's more of a sad state of affairs of the other sports, whether it's bickering about dollars and cents or trying to find locations and whatnot, but props to John Mugar and the rest of the people at the Seriously. tournament because there is some real steam going about about how this thing is going to get going. Finally, uh, something to look forward to a little bit. I'm a golf fan, so I'm looking forward to the PGA Tour season, and that's hopefully coming back soon. And it was kind of fun to watch Tom Brady try to play golf the other day. But this is a real live sporting event, basketball, that we can look forward to. And also, of course, it's especially meaningful for the Syracuse community every single year. And we'll get into more as the summer goes along how this roster is shaping up. But before, you know, every time someone was added to the roster, we basically talked about it. And John Gillen's the latest addition this week. So I think they're up to six guys now by my count. Might be a little off there, but around those parts. And every time we've talked, we've had to kind of preface it by saying, now we don't know if this is going to happen, probably not going to happen. Well, it's happening. At this point, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts, right? I mean, we don't know the exact location. We know it's going to be one quarantine location. It's just going to be 10 days. It's going to be a little bit different, definitely a lot different, because there's only 24 teams. But you'd have to imagine Syracuse is one of those 24 teams because they are no kind doubt. of one of the yep. bigger money makers. Who knows if Syracuse is in the conversation to be that quarantine location that has not been named yet. The we inner don't... island. I love yes. that phrase. Isn't that great? Right. We we don't know the... We've heard the bubble. People talk about these bubbles. Oh, we're going to go to Disney World. No, the inner island. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's the new one going around. We don't know the dates yet either, but shout out to John Mugar and his group there because I've been just getting a little fed up with the NBA and the NFL and now I know it's in not an enviable position whatsoever obviously there's tough decisions to be made and I'm sure they are spending countless hours on it but as a general outsider to hear the NBA go oh I think we're coming back oh no oh like it just goes it's a roller coaster right well yeah you, you hear a new plan every single day yeah, and, and TBT, we didn't know what the plan was, but I think this plan is best-case scenario. I like what they're doing here. And John Mugar has said throughout the summer, we're going to play basketball. He said it again, and 
now they've actually got the the bare bones of the plan laid out and it's really fun for Syracuse fans because maybe it will go to Syracuse maybe not but we'll still get to watch these guys and it's such a joy watching these guys every summer now we can tip our hat to the plan all we want but at the end of the day what matters is if there is execution to said plan, right? So that's kind of where we're going to tread into quickly because, okay, let's lay everything out for you here. 24-team single elimination tournament, all right? That field is going to be announced in June by a selection committee that's slashing about 40 teams from what we're used to in TBT. We've seen the field as big as 97, and we've seen some years where it's in the 50s, 60s. So it's going to be a very small field, but hey, you want to get this thing off. You want to try to get it as much as possible. Just squeeze the juice out of it, all right? So eight first-round buys will be handed out as a result of the 24 single elimination tourney that you're you're fielding here. So we mentioned the Inner Island Quarantine Campus. That's still up in the air. We'll get to that in a little bit, but this tournament is going to be 10 days long. We're used to seeing it drawn out for a month, month and a half, but no, they're going to pack all this action into 10 days which is what I think is going to be really cool. And I think this is the most important part here is that all of this has been signed off by medical professionals. Uh, Dr. Tara Kirksell from Johns Hopkins and Dr. Thomas Hospel, who's the medical director for the PGA Tour, have kind of given this thing the okay. So that's a great sign that not only is this something that you can get off the ground and run in, but there is there's medical backing behind it that's saying, okay, we think that this is a safe plan. Now, some of the intricacies in terms of testing and stuff like that, all the athletes must self-quarantine for 14 days, then they're gonna get tested two to three days before they travel. If they okay. test positive, whole team is disqualified and everyone's getting, and that team is I getting sent like home. I kinda like that, that yeah, role. I like that too. So you're getting a, a plan in place in terms of if someone tests positive, and this is before the tournament. Now. I haven't seen anything that says what happens when someone tests positive, or not when, but if someone tests positive during the tournament. We don't know what's gonna happen there. So that that's a question for John Mugar. That's that's above our heads right now. Right. And I, I and then you'd imagine that team forfeits and the next team just moves on. And then after five days of being in the tournament, you're gonna get tested again. Okay? So there's certainly it looks like they've got some of these safety measures in place to make sure that this is something that not just can happen but can be sustained from day one all the way until day 10 and it's just so good to see a a league that i mean the nhl rolled out their plan all right and and it was it was it seems like that could work but this is something that's been rolled out And it feels like they're kind of putting a firm fist down of, okay, this is our plan. We have all these different little precautions set up. We know this, 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 and this. And the the plan, this is one that you just feel good about. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me, but this is of all the leagues that are putting these return plans in place, this is the one that I feel the best about. And this isn't even a necessary – I mean, this is – for most of these guys, this is an amateur sport. So it, it's been about two months now since we've seen a real live sport that, Tim, both you and I actually care about the results. And TBT is one that I think, for both of us, we'd fall under the umbrella of, yes, we would care about the result. And right now, I mean, we're all really just craving live sports. Speaking of cravings, Tim, you know what I'm really craving right now? That's a built Bar, all right? Of course. I ran dry. 
and I need to re-up my order. And there's no better week than this week to re-up your Built Bar order because guess what? They've got new flavors. And on top of the $10 off that you already get when you use the promo code Locked On, you get another $5 off up until the end of May. Yeah, it's worth it to go to BuiltBar.com right now. The, the flavor I'm really excited for is peanut butter banana because they already had a banana nut bread that I tried, and I remember distinctly where I was. It was that good. I was on the golf course, tried it as I was walking up to the tee box. I think I had a good drive. You know, we've we've correlated the success of on the golf course to Built Bar at times. Maybe Tom Brady had a Built Bar while Chuck was smack-talking him this past week before he hit that shot. But the peanut butter banana, I've got my eyes on because the banana nut bread was one of my top flavors, and I really like peanut butter. So I think I'm, that's a for sure lock in my next box. Adding peanut butter to anything is usually a winner, and Built Bar is no different. I know the peanut butter brownie is one of my favorites too, so definitely go check them out. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first box, and this week only, you'll get an additional $5 off. Again, that's $15 when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. We'll have more TBT talk next. All right, so TBT has its plan in place. Going to be a super intense week and a half of action at wherever location. We're not quite sure where it's going to be yet, but this inner island is going to be the location of Hoops Nirvana for about 10 days, and I can't wait for it. I know Tim can't wait for it either, but the important thing here is that they have this plan in place, which is something that not a lot of leagues can say right now, whether it's an amateur level one like TBT, to the, for the most part is, again, for 23 of these teams, they're going to walk away with no cash. It's just the one. And we don't know exactly what that payout is going to be quite yet, but the plan is in place. And, I mean, that's more than the NBA can say right now. That's more than MLB. That's sure as hell more than what MLB can say right now. NFL, I mean, they're going about business as usual, but they're going to hit this crossroad at some point. College sports, too, they're right in the, the same level as those other major sports professional leagues are in. Now, I get it. There's no dollars and cents that need to be bickered about by owners, players, and TV contracts, and all that sort of ugly stuff that's preventing some of these leagues from moving forward. But the fact that TBT's got a plan you feel good. This feels like something that could work, especially because it's got the support of medical professionals. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that changes this league is TBT kind of had to put out a firm stance because a lot of these teams are kind of still recruiting the players and still gathering the roster. So maybe your roster takes a hit if said player who is contemplating playing says, why would I even agree like it's not going to happen this year? And they're going about yeah. it that mindset. Now that you have a plan and they have these safety precautions and they have those doctors signing off on it, someone who maybe hasn't played in the tournament before. Now, Tyler Light and Malachi Richardson, those stand out for Syracuse guys, like pretty high caliber players that have not played in this tournament. Obviously, they decided before this plan was in place. But if another team is trying to get one of those caliber players, now it makes it a little bit easier and I think the big thing going forward obviously we're interested in what the dates are and, the, and those will be rolled out kind of soon but something that you and I were talking about is the quarantine location that's what I want to know now and that's right. kind of the big question and I'm sure they're in the works and trying to figure that out 
it's going to be one location. You hear the NBA is talking about Orlando or Vegas. I don't know if TBT is going to do that, but you know, you immediately think of college campuses and what could work best. And I think the best case scenario would be somewhat of a central location that everyone could drive to. And there's a lot of East Coast teams in this tournament, a lot of Northern teams. So maybe Syracuse is in that discussion. Now, New York is not the best state in terms of where things are at for COVID, obviously. So I find it hard to believe. But I would say that's more of New York City, It's a city. Too. Yeah, right. it is. But Syracuse is, isn't New York City. Let's not clump them together in that regard. But yeah, again, it's still the state of New York. I still think there's a general... Maybe stigma is not the right word, but when I went up to Syracuse to kind of gather my things, you know, some people looked at me like, oh, you're going to New York, you better be safe. And I think they just associate New York, and maybe that's not the right thing to do, obviously, but it's probably not the best place from a PR standpoint to put the tournament right now because there's kind of that feeling and, and there's some attachment to the city when maybe there shouldn't be. But I think they'll try for an East Coast central location. The campus thing is interesting because, you know, it'd be good to put it on a campus. I saw some Wichita State fans were cheering. I just think that the tough part about that is it's tough for, like, the Syracuse team to drive to Wichita State. I mean, that's that's really far away from a lot of these teams. You know, Ohio State always has a great team. You think of teams like that. And the campus, you wonder, will a college campus be willing to take this on considering their primary focus is probably making sure that campus is ready to go for the fall when hopefully students can come back and trying to make sure that is the top priority so a lot of questions not a lot but a couple questions still to be answered I think that quarantine location is the biggest one John Mugar said they're looking for a city with local officials who are willing to partner with the event now when I looked at the locations that originally were set in place and you'd imagine it's one of these locations that is probably the one that's going to get picked again we don't know we're that's kind of the wait and see game right now but let me list off the locations of where the events were scheduled to take place all right so las vegas i think you can pretty much cross that off the list wichita kansas definitely in play florida it didn't give a specific location it just said florida probably you can cross cross off las vegas not to because isn't that where the NBA is thinking? Uh, well, also, yeah, there is the whole thing with the NBA, but I would also say, too, um, think about how far west it is. Yeah. Right? No, I so hear that. I was going to have to accommodate, accommodate for that stuff. And, yeah, the NBA, but there must be some reason why the NBA shot that down, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I was just kind of playing devil's advocate because yeah, no, if that... we're leaving Wichita, I think Wichita State's pretty low shot. And I, you know, I think that would be a good location in a perfect world, but it's not, unfortunately, right now. That's fair. Columbus, Ohio. I think that's in play. Jackson, Tennessee. An interesting one, but you know what? I'll leave it on the list for places that could be in play. Charleston, yeah. West Virginia. Another one I think that could be in play. Syracuse, I think it could be in play. Maybe the New York thing scares people a little bit, but hey, who knows? DC, you can cross that out, I would imagine. Yeah. And then the championship was scheduled to be played in Dayton, which I think I saw today actually is pretty close to being fully reopened or, or something like that. So oh, wow. maybe Dayton, who knows? Maybe they'll they're they're feeling good about things now i don't know i don't know what what dayton's deal is but 
that's that's kind of the whole operation here. And I mean, this just kind of shows you too. I'm gonna throw out some numbers at you right now. So they're anticipating fewer than 400 people will be involved in this operation and only about 50 people will be allowed into the actual gyms during gameplay and stuff like that. If there's 400 people in an operation for a 24 team basketball tournament, how much is college football? How much is is, <laughs> yeah, right. is like actual basketball? I mean, it's scary to, me, to think about. That, yeah, I mean, 400 people, and you're gonna pack them into these tight quarters. That that's interesting. And so you're gonna put them into this bubble essentially. And basically, what they're saying about the the whole bubble is that anyone inside the bubble must adhere to the rules. But you're not locked inside the bubble. So it, it's once you start venturing off, that's when you might see, okay, that, that's how some of the cases flare up. But I don't know. This is going to be interesting. Again, hats off to the plan and the fact that there is a plan, but we won't know the effectiveness of the plan until we've seen the execution. And hopefully yeah. that's coming up in July or August whenever they decide to get the ball rolling on this thing. But definitely a sign that sports are on the way back and at least that there is a league Albeit it, it, TBT Making isn't decisions. the NBA, it's not. Yeah, it's not college basketball, but hey, it, it's live sports and it's 24 teams of people sweating on each other and stuff like that, and they think they can pull this off. So, uh, hopefully, for all of our sake, all of our our sports cravings will be filled by TBT. All right, coming up next, linebacker from Syracuse has entered the transfer portal. We'll tell you who it is and what that means for the position and the rest of this recruiting cycle. That's next. So another Syracuse football player into the transfer portal. It's Kadeem Trotter, the linebacker. Did this back on Tuesday. Two years of eligibility left, but this is a guy who really didn't see a ton of time uh, on the field. He was mostly a special teams guy in kickoff coverages and uh, also struggled with some injury problems yeah. as well. But he, he was known more as a, a cover guy as a linebacker, and now with this new scheme... That's being brought in by Tony White as a, a 3-3-5. The, the coverage linebacker, it, it's not as important as it once was in the, the Tampa 2 scheme. So he joins Juan Wallace and Kevin Johnson Jr. in the transfer portal. And it opens up another scholarship for Syracuse to use, especially at that linebacker position. Yeah, and the more I think about it, honestly, it feels like maybe this isn't going to be the last of the transfer portal. Now that's... Obviously not what you hope for, but it makes total sense, right? I mean, you're introducing a completely different defensive scheme. And not to mention there's a pandemic going on that might kind of be putting things in perspective or changing the way people are sort of viewing their current situation. You have a lot of time to reflect. But more importantly, when you're a coverage guy, Syracuse is recruiting you as a linebacker for different skills when it's Brian Ward compared to Tony White so maybe we will see more of this I I hope not obviously and and Trotter you know you talk about the injuries he's really unfortunately had injuries dating back to high school that really sidelined him and and probably hurt his rating so it's a little bit unfortunate you wish him the best going forward but the good news is that Syracuse does have some scholarships open up now and they might even have as many as three for this 2020 cycle where they could add a Juco guy which I'd like to see maybe a little bit bigger body to try and grow 
and bring in to help out with the defensive line or the linebackers because that is kind of an area that you circle right now in the way too early season preview where you're like, eh, a little worried about that. I, I feel pretty good about the secondary, but the linebackers especially, it's going to be how much can those young guys step up, and I think that's probably a reason why we're seeing Trotter leave as well is those young guys are really good and when in doubt they're probably going to play him over Trotter given what we've seen so far another whole wrinkle that goes into this as well is I mean the the fact that there are scholarships that are opening up as a result of this and we know that Syracuse had picked up a couple of linebackers over the weekend and they still are are in on this Jason Henderson guy. Oh yeah, who Get the hype train is, going? Right, is supposedly number one on their board at the linebacker position. So you can't tell a guy that he's number one on your board and then not have scholarships available at the linebacker position for him. So with Henderson, this this is probably a, a correlating move, I would guess. You'd see Trotter maybe. They, they told him, hey, this new scheme, it might not be best for you here. Maybe you might want to enter the transfer portal and explore some of your other options because this new scheme doesn't really fit what your skill set. We're not saying you're a bad player, but if you want to no. see the field, you have a better chance elsewhere. And they want to bring in a guy like Henderson, it seems like. So he, he's still got that, that one crystal ball from Syracuse that has him as a lock. And, I mean, this seems to be the guy that they're pretty dead set on bringing in. And the only way to do that was to to free up a scholarship. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that the fan base is dead set on Henderson as well. He's that guy. And there's probably one guy each cycle or a couple that the fan base really, really clings to based on a highlight tape. And I'm not saying it's not warranted, but that's the type of player that Syracuse is very high on Syracuse's board. And I think it'd be kind of a shame around the Syracuse community if he didn't come to SU. And there's a lot of linebacker spots filling up, so hopefully that decision comes in kind of soon, and maybe this does make things a little bit cleaner on his part to join Syracuse. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. On tomorrow, we're going to wrap up the week. We're going to do a football recruiting deep dive. Bleacher Report put out a great article of where the best college football prospects are coming from. What states... So we're going to deep dive that and see how it lines up with some of the guys that Syracuse is bringing in. And maybe we'll touch on a little bit more of the news coming out from John Mugar and the folks at the basketball tournament that they've got their plan. So we'll dive into all of that tomorrow. After you're done with this podcast, be sure to go check out the Locked on ACC podcast. For Tim, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.